Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Chaf Aleph, Babakama 21a, pagination is 41. We're going to start on the previous daf on the bottom of Ahmed Aleph, an interesting question that was posed. Chaf Ahmed Aleph 20a, pagination 39, counting up from the bottom six lines. Amalei Rav Chista Lurami Barchama, Rav Chista said to Rami Barchama, Lohavis Gabon Beurta, you were not with us yesterday, Bitechuma, in the Techum, which is a code word for the base Medrash, you weren't with us yesterday in the base Medrash. The Oruch commentary mentions from the Rashbam, in Baba Basra Daf Nun Aleph, that the reason that the yeshiva, the base medrash, was called Tchuma, is because it was at the end of the Tchum, the boundary for Shabbos, because they put the base medrash in the most outlying area that a person can still get from this city to that point, in order that perhaps it will overlap with the Tchum of other cities so that there should be intercity discussion. Different great people from different cities should be able to make it to this location. So it was in the outlying area of the Tchum, just at the border, a place where if you approached it, you would say, is it in the Tchum? Is it not in the Tchum? It's in the Tchum, and you could go there but that indeed was the border. So that was a code word. Techum meant base medrash. In any case, Rav Chista said to Rami Barchamo, we had a good question in the base medrash. You weren't there. So I can tell it to you now. We asked the following question, a really good one. What was the good question? Amalehi said, A person lives in the yard of his friend without his knowledge, without his consent. Does the person who's the squatter have to pay the rental fee for what he did? How is the case? If it's a case where the person normally would not be renting it out, and the person would normally not pay, he's a homeless guy. He doesn't pay for such things. He'll sleep on the park bench. So he didn't gain and he didn't lose. There's no reason to pay. That's not a question. If it's a case where they normally rent it out, and this person normally pays for rental, so he just went ahead and in effect consummated a deal without doing a contract, and then of his achoser. He gained, he lost, so he has to pay. Lotzricha, the case that we were wondering about, was Bechotza de Lokaima Laagra, the yard was not meant to be rented out. But the person normally pays for rentals. My, what's the halacha? Can he tell him, I didn't cause you any loss because you normally don't rent it out anyway. Or maybe, he could say to him, You benefited. And even though I normally wouldn't rent it out, 
you benefited, you should pay. Interestingly, Rav Chista was thrilled with this question, even though he didn't have an answer. But merely identifying what the question was, the question is, where the person does not take a loss, but the other person got a benefit, should he have to pay for that benefit? Amale, Rami Barchama says to him, Masnisinhi. It's a Mishnah that could resolve your question. Hai Masnisin, which Mishnah can resolve this question? Amale, Rami Barchama said, Lechitishamishli. When you will service me, I'll tell you. Shok al-Sudre, so he took Rami Barchama's kerchief, korachle, and he folded it for him. He did an act of service. Omale, and then he told him, Imnenis mishalemes mashanenis. Our Mishnah about produce in the public area, which was eaten by an animal, so the owner of the animal now needs to know if he has to pay. And the halacha is, since it's in the public area, you do not have to pay conventional damages of shane. But if you benefited, you have to pay what you benefited. So that if he saved a meal because the animal ate this produce, he's going to have to make some payment on some level because of the benefit. So Rami bar is saying... Likewise, in your case of the squatter, in the case where the other person did not take a loss, but the squatter benefited, the rule would be he has to pay what he benefited. Now, we're going to continue this in a moment. Let's just clarify something here. Very interesting, Rami Barchama did not want to reveal the answer until Rav Chista served him in some way. Why? Also, Rabbi Kiva Eger tells us to look at the Mishnah Lamelech commentary of the Rambam, where in Perek Gimel of Hilchas Avodim, Halacha Ches, the Mishnah Lamelech discusses the prohibition to use a Kohen for your own purposes, to ask him to do things on your behalf. And the Mishnah Lamelech over there says that if it was done bischar, where you're hiring the Kohen, the Kohen gets a benefit from what he did to service you, then it would be perhaps permitted. So, the Mishnah Lamelech has a question on our Gemara which Rabbi Kiva Eger is trying to make us aware of. And that question is, since Rav Chista was a Kohen, Rami Bar is asking him to do something for him, and that should be prohibited. You're not allowed to use a Kohen for your personal use. And the answer appears to be that Rav Chista was getting something in return. He's getting schar, he's getting payment. Now, the question is, what is the payment that he's getting? At first glance, he's getting the payment that by folding the kerchief, he's going to be paid for that, or he paid in order to receive something. 
he's getting the Torah knowledge that Rami Barchama can share with him. That, I believe, is a little bit questionable, because that means that Rami Barchama was selling Torah. And that gets into a whole different discussion, that a person is supposed to be giving Torah Bechinam for free, why is he charging for it, is an interesting question of its own. Perhaps what's going on over here is that Rami Barchama knew that if he would give the answer that he felt valid to resolve this question, it would be up for tremendous debate and perhaps not be taken seriously. Now, all of Torah is, you know, you could debate it, you could discuss it, you could question it, that's fine, that's not what Rami Barchama is objecting to, but he wants that if he's going to already spend his time to explain which Mishnah it is, it should be taken seriously. Sometimes a person says something and improper conduct is to right away answer, no, it can't be, instead of considering the suggestion. And therefore he wanted Rav Chiz to, to do an act of service, an act of declaring himself a Talmud, a student, of Rami Barchama, so that his suggestion to resolve this question should be taken seriously. Indeed, what Rav Chista would be getting is the status of a Talmud. He's acquiring the status of a Talmud. So he, even though he's a Kohen, but this is what he wants to acquire, the status of a student of this Talmud Chacham, Rami Barchama, in order that he could obtain the Torah wisdom. Amar Rava, Rava said, The person who Hashem helps succeeds, even though there are problems. And Rava is pointing out that Rami Barchama's proof is really not such a solid proof. Even though it's not comparable, Rav Chisto accepted the proof. Why is it not comparable? Because in one case he benefited and the other one took a loss. And in the other case he benefited and the other person did not take a loss. Let's be specific. In the case of produce, you benefited and the other person took a loss because your animal ate his produce. In the case of the squatter, the squatter benefited, but the whole question that we identified was a case where it was not meant to be rented out, so he did not take a loss. And Rava therefore says, the proof really could have been deflected. The Gemara continues and says, V'rami barchamo, stam mafkuri Generally, if there's produce in the public area, the owner realizes that it's going to get trampled or eaten, and therefore it has the status of Hefker, and therefore Rami Berchama considered the two cases to be comparable. In both cases, there's no loss being suffered by the squatter because he would not have rented by the produce because he recognizes it as already considered lost. And in both cases, there was a benefit which you had to pay for. 
and therefore Rami Bar Chama considered it a proof. Indeed, on today's daf, Babakama Chaf Aleph, on the second line, we see a continuation of this topic. Hador Shalomidaito on the third line. If a person dwells in the yard of his fellow without permission, does he have to pay or not? And the ruling on the sixth line is you do not have to pay. However, the Gemara qualifies it three lines later and says it depends the Kaimala Agra or the Lokaimala Agra if it was meant to be rented or not meant to be rented. In Shulchan Aruch, Simon Shin Samach Gimel, Se'ifav, the Ramah tells us, Stam Batim Bismanazeh, the regular house in our time, Kaimi La'agra, is considered meant to be rented. Afagav de Loiskiro Me'olam, even though it was never rented before, and therefore, according to this approach, the person would be liable for paying for the rent that he benefited, because the house is fundamentally considered rentable. The one case in this discussion which was not specifically mentioned was the case where the person would not normally pay rent, but the other person would normally rent it out, and that's addressed by the Mechaber in Shin Samach Gimel Vav, Im Asuya Liskar, if it's meant to be rented, even though the squatter does not normally rent, Harechisro Mamon, he caused a loss to the owner, and he would have to pay. Yeshekoach, thank you for joining.